Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you for every single soul in this room, God. You're doing something even as we are speaking right now, God. Lord, let your spirit begin to move and continue to move in every single heart, Heavenly Father. I just pray, Heavenly Father, even as this word goes forth, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, your desired result, your desired will, God. I pray it shall come to pass, Lord. Upon every single heart, upon every single soul, God, I pray let it be fertile ground, God, for your word to pierce through and grow. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, for every single person that is coming into this room, God, whether it may be expectation, whether it may be the weight of anxieties, the weight of life, God, maybe they traveled, maybe this is their last hope, God, I pray, Lord, by the time this session ends, Heavenly Father, God, we declare peace upon each person, God. We declare peace upon each person, Heavenly Father. God, we say thank you once again. And we give you all the glory and honor and adoration. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Can we make some noise for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Can we make some noise for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? As you're sitting down, can you just look at your neighbor and say, Welcome to Gap Conference. Look at your other neighbor and say, welcome to God Conference. Can we just make some noise for the amazing Gap Worship, for the amazing minstrels? Man, uh, I just want you to know, if you haven't already noticed, that God is here, amen? Um, God is here, he's moving, and he's about to do some more crazy things tonight. Um, if you weren't listening to the video, because obviously it may have been low, my name is David Oluwadarapotusin, and I have the pleasure of serving at the most amazing house, um, the Gap Church. <laughs> Come on, do we have any gappers in the building? <laughs> Man. Shout out to the home team. I get the honor of representing the home team. And so um, if, there's, if I'm messing up, there's a lot of pressure because I have to represent the home team. <laughs> um, but either way, um, I want to say thank you all for being here. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. This is an honor for me to be here. Um, I don't take it for granted. There's no familiarity in this. And all of you, I believe God wants to do something um, this weekend. Amen. Um, I, I know that they're going to do it later, but I know that pastors and people in ministry are very busy. So I just want to acknowledge a few people that I see. Can we just make some noise for Pastor Simi Dela Alway from the Bridge Church? <laughs> I'm going to, I was going to do that. Can we also make some noise again for Minister Osei from Campus Rush? Come on, come on, come on. And um, we have one of our guest ministers this weekend in the house, Mr. Mr. Clifford Che. Che, can we just make sure, can we just make some noise for him? And can we just give honor one more time to Pastor Ropo Tucson and Olaide Ropo Tucson one more time. And so I don't want to waste any time because we are going to pray later. Get excited for that. Um, We're going to pray. I want you to know that I'm on assignment tonight. I'm on assignment tonight, and it's so crazy because Tenny literally said exactly what I'm on assignment for, and you're going to have to wait to hear it. (laughs) There's a progression. And so I want us to get right into it. I want us to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 5, 13 to 14. This is the key text for this conference. 
2 Corinthians 5, 13 and 14. Rare, can you stay on keys to Ben? You're dismissed. 2 Corinthians 5, 13 and 14. If you're there, say there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. The scripture says, are we really insane? It is for God's sake. Or are we sane? Then it is for your sake. Verse 14. We are ruled by the love of Christ now that we recognize that one man died for everyone, which means that they all share in his death. Bless the reading of God's word. It's important that we all understand why we are here. This is the context for this conference. And so for some people, maybe your friend just dragged you along today. That's the reason. This is, this is the crazy conference. And so, um, like I said, I'm on assignment today. I'm going to be very practical in today's message because I believe that God wants you to hear what you've already heard before. But this time it's coming from a platform where it's going to be clear. And so we're going to go through a progression because there's a scripture that came to me um, as I was preparing. Honestly, if you want me to be very honest, this message was prepared this morning. And so I want you to understand I've been waiting on God for what is the perfect message that he wants for you. And so let's open our Bibles to Acts 9, 3 to 9. And also uh, the sound. Can we just turn um, my, myself down the monitors? I sound like Thanos up here. <laughs> uh, Acts 9. Okay, that's better. Um, Acts 9, 3 to 9. If you're there, say there. Many of us know this scripture. It says, as Saul was coming near the city of Damascus... Suddenly, a light from the sky flashed around him. Verse 4, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Verse 5, who are you, Lord, he asked. I am Jesus whom you persecute. The voice said, but get up and go into the city where you will be told what you must do. Verse 7, the men who were traveling with Saul had stopped, not saying a word. They heard the voice but could not see anyone. Verse 8, Saul got up from the ground and opened his eyes but could not see a thing. So they took him by the hand and led him into Damascus. Verse 9, for three days he was not able to see. And during that time he did not eat or drink anything. So you see, the first scripture we read is Paul, many years down the road, as he's, in, he's talking to the people of Corinth, and he's saying, if people say I'm crazy, it's for God, but if they don't say I'm crazy, it's for you. And as I was preparing, it's almost like the Holy Spirit said to me, go back to the beginning. We always look at the crazy man Paul, but where did it start? Because there's revelation in the beginning. And so we're going to do a very brief Bible study before we pray. Because by the time we get through this progression, we will pray. There's many groups that have come into this conference. And God is going to touch each group of people. Amen. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to get to the groups. Trust me. <laughs> Y'all are like, what are the groups? I'm going to get to them. There's many people, there's different people that are in this room. There's some people, maybe you gave your life to Christ yesterday. There's some other people who maybe you're an unbeliever and you stepped into this room. There's some people who are seasoned veterans, we like to call them. I'm 10 years in the game. <laughs> 10 years on the bench. <laughs> 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 
seasoned veterans. We have people who are pretty brand new in their faith. They've been in some Bible studies trying to grow themselves. We have some people that are OGs, of course, that are doing this thing, declaring. Many people in different spaces of life that are probably in this room. And God wants to speak to each one of those people. And so we're going to have some points, and each point is going to recognize a different group. But it's from the revelation of the beginning of Paul. Number one, write it down. You see, there's some people in this room that what God wants to do this week is give you an encounter. Number one, encounter. Encounter. In Acts 9, verse, verse 3, it says, As Saul was coming near the city of Damascus, suddenly a light from the sky flashed around him. Verse 4, he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Verse 5, who are you, Lord, he asked. And the answer was, I am Jesus whom you persecute, the voice said. There's some people in this room that this weekend God is going to give you an encounter so clear. Because the power of an encounter is that an encounter like Saul, it reroutes your purpose. There's some people in this room where you're going is a whole totally different route for what God has for you. And so the encounter that you're going to receive this weekend is going to reroute your purpose. For some other people in this room, the encounter is going to remind you of God's purpose on your life. Some of you, you've been going year after year after year. God, what am I doing with my life? God, what's next? And God is saying there's some people in this room that he's going to let you know, I still see you and you still have a call upon your life. I haven't forgotten you. And he's going to let you know, but I have called you to something. So he's going to remind some people in this room of their purpose. And then there's some other people that the encounter is going to complete your purpose. It's not for everyone. The encounter will complete your purpose. We see that in scripture with Simeon. As baby Jesus was going into the temple, we see that Simeon, a faithful man that was waiting to see the, the manifestation of God's glory. And what happened? As soon as he saw Jesus Christ, the baby, it was like, I'm good to go. So there's going to be an encounter for some people that's going to sign and seal what you've been praying for. It's not for everybody. Number two, there's another group of people in this room. What you're going to get this week is instruction. You are going to get what? Instruction. Scripture says in Acts 9, verse 6, it says, Trembling and astonished, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version right now. It said, Trembling and astonished, he asked, Lord, what do you desire me to do? And the Lord answered back, Arise and go into the city. And you will be told what you must do. There's some people, your only prayer this weekend is going to be, God, what do you desire me to do? And God is saying that one repetitive, persistent prayer that you're going to pray this weekend will be answered. That one prayer, what you've been waiting for, the instruction, 
it will come. But with this instruction, there's a prerequisite. Scripture says in Acts 9-11, when God was speaking to Ananias, it says, The Lord said to him, get ready and go to Straight Street and ask for the house of Judas. Ask for a name from Tars, Tarsus named Saul. What is it? He is? That's the prerequisite. So as you are asking for instruction, as God will gift you instruction, you must be praying. So each night you leave here, don't stop. Don't stop. The scripture says he is praying. God gave him one instruction, go forth and I'll tell you what to do. In the meantime, he was praying. I want you to understand many people, because there's some people that have come to this conference with just one instruction. Maybe God told you just go to Dallas. Maybe God said, I know you're busy this weekend, but cancel your plans and go, go, to, go to Arlington. Go to the Gap Conference. I know you had some plans happening. I know there's a Rema concert. <laughs> but sell your ticket because there's something, there's destiny at that Gap Conference for you. And so you have to understand that you must come here and pray. Keep on praying. Obey and pray. Number three, and this one, I would like to say maybe this is for the seasoned veterans that have been on the bench. God is going to let some people and reveal to some people an understanding of the cup of suffering. You've been walking all your life. You've been saying Use me, O oh Lord. Use me, O oh Lord. Use me, O oh God. If you tune into the Gap services, last week, Lolade said something amazing that was so funny. Do you really think that the Holy Spirit's going to allow you to get on his altar and mess up the kingdom of Christ? Because you still have hunger. Because you still have needs. This weekend, for some people, he's going to give you some understanding of this cup of suffering. Acts 9, 3 to 6, Acts 9, 13 to 16, Acts 9, 13 to 16, Ananias was saying, oh God, many have told me about us terrible persecutions of those Jerusalem who are devoted to you. He says, in fact, the high priest has authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. Verse 15, the Lord Yahweh answered him, arise and go. I have chosen this man to be my special messenger. Side note, I want you to understand, yes, you can be a seasoned veteran on the bench, but you are still chosen. The scripture says, he will be brought before kings, amen, before many nations, and before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am. But verse 16, here what it says, and I will what? Show him. Much he is destined to suffer because of his what? Passion for me. Because of his passion for me. I love what the Amplified Classic says in that same verse 16. It says, for I will make clear to him how much he will be afflicted and must endure and suffer for my name's sake. You see, in order to be crazy, you have to pass through this step. 
Have you ever been to like a Six Flags or a water park or something like that? Or maybe you go to a restaurant or, you know, some restaurants have crazy challenges. And, 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 and the thing about it is that when you're with that one friend that's the adventurous friend, right? And you see that ride that does like a double dip and like the triple and their friend is like, what's going on that one? What do you say? You're crazy. Because you know what's going to happen when you get on that ride. You know the twists and turns. You know there's a velocity, there's a curve, there's an upside down. And you still said after you saw everything, I don't mind getting on that ride. And so for some people, God is going to show you that ride. You've been praying, God, show me my purpose, show me my purpose. You're praying the wrong prayer. Because if God shows you your purpose, he won't show you this altar. He will show you the backstabbers. He will show you the times that you're going to get fired for speaking up on the job. He's going to show you the times that everyone's going to turn their back on you. And you don't want to see that. Because I want the glitz and glamour. I want the riches. So there's some people that this weekend, God will show you and help you understand the cup of suffering. Even going on a little bit with this scripture, very quickly, I thought it was so funny when I was reading the Bible, and, and someone was saying this, and I heard the scripture, Matthew 20, 20 to 22, Matthew 20, 20 to 22, just to let you know, because for these people, get ready, get ready. It says, then the wife of Zebedee came to Jesus with her two sons, bowed before him, and asked him for a favor, verse 21. What do you want, Jesus asked her. She answered, promise me that these two sons of mine will sit at your right and your left when you are king. 22. What did Jesus say? You don't know what you are asking for. Jesus answered, the sons, can you drink the cup of suffering that I am about to drink? And so for those people, think about the question you're asking. Number four, the next group of people there's going to be a restoration of sight. A restoration of sight. Acts 7, 55 to 58. Acts 7, 55 to 58. Because the Holy Spirit was revealing to me that many people who have come to this conference, you have lost your sight. You've lost the plot. God has put you in specific places. God has planted you in specific places. And you're still trying to get a role in the church while your role's in the hospital. You want to be ordained in the church while God has given you the platform in the tech firm. You've lost the plot. Scripture says, Acts 7, verse 55, it says, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw God's glory and Jesus standing at the right side of God. Verse 56. Look, he said, I see heaven opened and the Son of Man at the right side of God. Verse 57. With a loud cry, the council members covered their ears with their hands. Then... They shout, then they all rushed him at once, threw him out of the city and stoned him. What does it say here? The witnesses left their cloaks in the care of a young man named Saul. In some other translations, it says that they left their mantles in Saul's hand. You see, Saul was completely blinded of his purpose. You see, he was given the mantles of people who were persecuting Jesus, but he was called to a nation and Gentiles. There's some people that have come to this conference. I said it. You've lost the plot. You think you're going the right way. You're, you're, you're going completely a different way. 
God has placed some people in palaces like Esther. And God is going to put some, he's going to, he's going to put a word in you just like Mordecai and say, for such a time I've put you in this place. You think you're exempt? He's going to realign some people and say, you need to open your eyes. You're spiritually blind. And so he's going to open some people's eyes this weekend and restore your sight. Scripture says that as Ananias prayed for Saul, it's like scales fell off of his eyes. I pray that this weekend for those that are blinded, scales will fall off of your eyes. And so these four things came as revelation as I was reading this scripture. And so I was reading this and studying on this word and looking at the beginning of Paul, Saul. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Because the scripture now says after that Paul... Let me read it for you guys. It said here, Acts 9, 19 to 20. Acts 9, 19 to 20. It says, and after he had eaten, his strength came back. Saul stayed for a few days with the believers in Damascus. Verse 20. He went straight to the synagogues and began to preach to Jesus that, that Jesus was the son of God. And so what we see in scripture in this story is that Paul has this complete turnaround. Or Saul has this complete turnaround. Goes before Ananias. The Holy Spirit is given to him, he's baptized, he's eaten, and he goes straight to preaching the gospel. But as I was reading my Bible, I stumbled upon another scripture as I was searching and researching about this. And it was Acts 22, 14 to 16. Acts 22, 14 to 16. You see, in this scripture, we get a chance to hear the same story, but from Paul's perception. You see, we hear an outsider's perception of the situation in Acts 9. But this is now Paul retelling the story. And so as I begin to study of this story, everything was lining up. Okay, this happened, this happened. The light was there, the light was there. He was blinded, he was blinded. He was led to the city, he was led to the city. He was led to Ananias, he was led to Ananias. And then this is what stuck out to me. That was the only difference. Acts 22, 14 says, he said, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will, to see his righteous servant and to hear him speaking with his own voice. Verse 15, for you will be a witness, this is speaking to, this is speaking to Saul now, you will be a witness for him to tell everyone what you have seen and heard. Verse 16, this is the part that stuck, up, stuck to me. And Ananias says this to Paul, after everything, and now, why wait any longer you see this is the difference there's a point where Saul has been converted to Paul he's had the encounter his eyes have been opened he's had instruction he's been shown the suffering and then there's now a point where it comes into his hands and Ananias stands before him and says I've done everything that God has asked me to do you've had the transformation and now, why wait any longer? Number five, this weekend, many of us, we will be released. If you wanted the title of my message, it is, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? The scripture says this in, in, in the, same, the same scripture in Amplified Classic. Acts 22, verse 16 says, and I says to Paul, and now, why do you delay? 
And now why do you delay? You see, what's so, so, so interesting about this scripture is that everything up to this point was God-ordained, God, God pushed, God instruction, God, God, God manifested. But the one thing that was in Paul's hands was his sending forth. The one thing that was in Paul's hands was him stepping up and going out. And so Ananias says, you have everything you need, but why do you delay and so in the other scripture, we see that right after he's eaten, he goes out and he's preaching the gospel. But before that, someone had to say to Saul, and now why do you delay? I've come here on assignment to ask this question to every single individual. Why do you delay? Can we stand up? God has sent me on one assignment as a wake-up call. Tony said it. Wake up. On a wake-up call to let you know, why do you delay? You have everything you need, but you're delaying. You have everything. You've been baptized. You have a job. You have a full-ride scholarship. You're equipped. But things don't look the way you want them to, so you're delaying. I'm waiting on God to answer my prayers. You know, I'm waiting for the will of God. You have everything you need, yet you delay. This conference, no more delaying. No more delaying. You see, God wants us to pray specifically because as we begin to pray, God is going to expose to you the depths of what your delay is. For some of you, your delay is fair. For some of you, your delay is the way you look at yourself. I don't look the part. I don't look, I don't look like a prophet. I don't look like a pastor. I'm wearing scrubs, so I don't look like an evangelist. But God has told me to tell you and to be Ananias to Paul to you and let you know that you have to wake up. Why do you delay? You have no reason. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. God is here. God is in you. You've been chosen for a reason. You have everything you need. Just because your bank account doesn't look the best does not mean God can't use you. Just because you're small. What, 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 what did Paul say to Timothy? Do not let anyone look at you. He's basically saying, I've been in a position where I used to look at myself as a martyr. I had every reason to delay myself. But there was a man by the name of Ananias that told me, get up and go out. Why do you delay? And so the only prayer that, we want to, that we're going to pray today is very simple. God, whatever may be causing my delay, this conference, I break out of it, begin to pray. God, whatever may be causing my delay, God, I break out of it. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.